Welcome to Talking Halo. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host today, my partner in crime, Jared Timms, from another edition of the show. Today, what's all about the minor leagues? With not much going on in the free agent market, we haven't really had a full explanation of what's going on in the minors, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Jared, how you doing, man? Not doing too bad. You know, nice, uh, nice Sunday. A little windy here in SoCal, but I'll take it. It works. We have 70-degree weather. It's better than... Probably what most of the nation's working with right now. That's <laughs> uh, to say, at least it's frigid here. There's still snow on the ground or icy. Yeah, it's it's not been fun. I guess we can say we're glad we're not in Texas right now. But but baseballs around the corner. Pitchers and catchers starting to report depending on the on the club. I'm pretty excited. We're getting closer and closer to spring training, and what that means for us though is kind of breaking down where these teams are. We. Last time I last time of the show with you, we talked about free agency. And nothing really much has changed since then. I mean, the, the team is pretty much built, and I know I think we what was the, who was the market that, that came out and said eighty six wins ish for the for the Angels this year. I think Baseball Prospectus came yeah, out with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there going, you you got you got to hope a lot of things go right for the eighty six wins right now. Looking at the pitching staff, but I'm hearing you seem to like the staff. Is that right? <laughs> I do. You know, I mean, year in and year out, I, I do like the moves they made. I think that when you look at top three guys, whether, I mean, I guess top four, if you throw in Otani, I, I, I like those guys a lot. I think that that's built to win. And then you add in Quintana and Alex Cobb in some capacity. And we're hearing good things already out of Reed Detmers. I don't think we see him this year, but you never know with him. But yeah, the three, the, the three to four top guys, whether it's, you know, Bundy, Heaney, Canning, and then the most important part, which is Shohei Otani. If all three of those, four of those guys can stay healthy and pitch 150 innings or so, I know that's a lot to ask for, and I feel like we do this every single year, which we do do it every single year. <laughs> you know, it could be could be interesting. You know, but the key factor there is is definitely Shohei Otani. I, I we mentioned it a lot on the last podcast, and and it's going to be continued to brought up through spring until opening day until he pitches game one until we see him in the field or not on the field but until we see him in the batter's box this this season kind of really boils down to what Shohei Otani can do on the mound I think it's interesting because Fabian Ardaya has a article on Otani on the athletic right now that is talking about the changes he made in the offseason looking forward to this year so uh, I get, we'll find out I mean this is a make or break year I think for Otani as a two as a two way player. I, I think if he can't make it healthy this year, they're probably going to ask him to specialize somewhere. I can't see them going a full six year commitment on him. And he's hey hey he's getting the money now at least. He's getting paid a little bit something something. Yeah, and I, I, we're going to probably uh, talk a lot about money here in a little while with the minor leagues and everything. But yeah, it's very good to see him get a little bit more money than you know what he probably. Has been worth in a sense. I know he hasn't made it on the field, but you look at what he brings in fan wise and mm-hmm. market wise and ESPN games and everything else. I mean, he's 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 a pretty valuable commodity when it comes to the business aspect of baseball. So, not upset about it. I just hope that he's healthy this year and we see. I'll ask you this because I don't think I've really asked you. Do we see him go over ten wins and over twenty to twenty five home runs this year? Do we think? I mean, because that's never happened in Major League history before, by the way. I don't think Babe Ruth never did it. Never happened in the Negro Leagues. Anything like that. So ten home runs or ten ten wins on the mound and 25, 20 to twenty five home runs has never happened in baseball before. So do you think he does it? Man, I think you got to put the brakes on that. <laughs> I would be thrilled. I think he's capable of it, but 
I want to see him stay in the field for two months straight before I say anything else. That's fair. Get above 50 innings like he was back yeah, in yeah. I mean, 2017. Yeah. I think right now the jury's out with him. If he if he performs what he knows he's capable of, he's actually worth more than that contract he's he signed or the, the, the arbitration signing here. I just look at it and go, well, what will he do? It's I hate to say it, but some players, once they go through a stretch, they're slimed for a long time as injury prone. And I think that's where he is now. When he came over, there was, you know, concerns about him injury-wise. And so now that he's been injured pretty much almost every year, I mean, every year really. Now, I I can't say I think he'll get there because I don't want to – I don't want to be wrong on that one. I'm wrong enough, you know, but – I just don't want to even imagine that right now. I would be thrilled. It wouldn't surprise me, but I don't want to say it because at this point, you got to show you can play at least two months straight before you can even address questions like that. But I can I can see why you were, would think, yeah, yeah, he's capable of doing it because he's got every every physical gift out there. And, this, and it's not really his fault, I don't think, that his body has had issues. I mean, the guy... Works hard. He he is very very devoted to his trade. Uh, I just man, <laughs> you had to throw me that question right away, Dagnabbit. They got to make it a little fun, but yeah, I know you 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 bring up the injuries, and that's I think that's the key thing. I mean, if he stays healthy, there's nothing he can't do. We've seen it on both sides. I mean, he's an incredible. He's one of the most talented pitchers in baseball by far. Like I mean, if he's if he's healthy and doing 75% of what he looked like, if his stuff is 75% of what he looked like his rookie year on the mound, that's that plays unbelievably in the AL. And then we've seen him 20, 25 home runs already hitting wise. I mean, it's, it's, it's all there. It just, it's just the health needs to be there. And there are probably some other injuries I think that happened last year that we'll just have to wait and see. You do have to wait and see, you know, and I guess we'll find out. A couple other things here. Miners, a lot to talk about here. I am interested in hearing your thoughts. You know, last time we really got deep into the Miners, at least about the actual Miley baseball situation. I know that I got pretty, uh, let's say, emotional about it. I was very upset at the plan. And now I want to see what you think about the new plan. Before we get there, folks, when I ask you to over to Apple Music, we really appreciate you leaving a five-star review for us. We work hard, especially Jared and, and Brock. They've been putting out the content while I've been focusing on, on educating the students. So please make that magic happen if you could. Five-star review. Always, we're always, always, always accepting feedback. We love hearing from you. I know that Jared's been active on Facebook with these guys. I see the messages come across all, all the board on Twitter as well. Come on in. Check it out. Uh, give us a review, leave some feedback, and, you know, heck, you might even get some feedback right on the air. We, we appreciate it very much so. Hey, everyone, before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here, Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. 
As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized. Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is, you can get all this for only 15 bucks a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow... Hostel is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right. So let's break down the actual system here itself before we get into the Angels. Earlier uh, last year, rumors started coming out about the mining system being broken down and basically streamline the whole process, which upset me. I, I know that it upset quite a few people. I live in an area where that has lost so much over the years. And one of the few things I actually had was this a single A team. I hear the Mahoney Valley Scrappers. It, so it bothered me a lot. One of the key things about baseball, Jared, over the course of decades has been the fact that it's it's – a schoolyard kind of thing. Like you are going to find little league anywhere. You're going to find little league across the board. And I had one of my beliefs has been that MLB has not been involved in communities enough. So by taking teams out of communities, I would think it would hurt the sport and major league baseball itself more than help it. So here we are now and the actual plan is out. And this is what they restructured to. This was announced over a week ago, but this is our first time really getting into it. Major League Baseball switched up the plan for 120 teams in the minors, realigned, and they are now under management by Major League Baseball. So these minor league teams are no longer really running their own show, so to speak. It's got we have two AAA divisions, three divisions each in AA, High A, and Low A. So 40 affiliates were dropped from 2019. That was the last last year in the old system. Remaining teams were offered 10-year licenses, and all 120 in that regional team alignment were they were accepted in December. This is all according to ESPN's Associated Press article on it. Now, these leagues don't have names, or I don't really care about the names themselves, but this is how it breaks down. AAA, 144 for games. AA teams, 138. Single A teams, or the high A, low A teams, 132. Looking at how it's working... Each franchise's top four affiliates will open, will include one team apiece at AAA. So we didn't used to run like five, six, even seven deep in some cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, so, were, there, were, there were organizations that had quite a bit. I think the Angels, Angels had six, I think, at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not- and this also, you're allowed additional clubs in the Dominican Republic or at spring training complexes, but in terms of four actual affiliates... That's what you got. The minors are now being run from the Major League Baseball office. No more relationship that's separate between between minor league baseball and Major League Baseball. They've taken over uh, the New York Penn League, which is where our team here was. They're gone. The Pioneer League is no longer affiliated, and that's now an independent partner league. Interesting. Appalachian League was committed to a college summer circuit for rising freshmen and sophomores. So, overall, what this means, that the affiliates are being brought closer to home. So, 
MLB quoting here. So big league teams will be an average of 200 miles closer to their AAA affiliates. Uh, won't be the case for the Angels. They are raising salaries between 38 and 72%. Weekly minimum rises from 290 to 400 at the rookie level, 290 to 500 at the Class A level, 350 to 600 at AA, and 502 to 700 for AAA. For 40-man rosters, the minimum is covered by Major League Baseball, and that rises from 46,000 to... Uh, for player signing the first contract, two for it rises from I think forty six here. That's what it's saying here, and then for a player signing a second contract, it rises to ninety three million ninety three thousand. So partner leagues, they're no longer part of the actual farm system. The Atlantic League, the American Association, the Frontier League, and the Pioneer League, and the what they do is also they have showcase leagues for players preparing from the draft, the the Appalachian League, and the MLB Draft League. So overall, MLB will have 179 teams in 17 leagues in 43 states. Adding complex leagues, and this is all from the Associated Press, um, 209 teams, 19 leagues, 44 states, 4 provinces. So there you go. Oh, and by the way, our team out here, the Scrappers became part of the MLB Draft League. So they'll be competing from June through August, 68-game season. Hmm. Now, the Angels had Orem. If I'm reading this correctly, Orem's gone, at least for this season. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I They may go. I've seen, I think it was Burlington, I, I guess now, that because Burlington was a part of the Angels, Burlington Bees, and I think they became a summer ball affiliate now because I want to say they might have been in the same, same league as what... You guys are close to figure out what that league is called, but as far as the Pioneer League goes, I, I want to say it turned into a summer league as well for college players. I could be wrong, but I feel like I've seen some stuff with the Orm Owls and Ogden Ra- Raptors and such like that that are turning it into a summer league. So there's that. Don't quote me on it. I, I could totally be wrong, but I, I try my best still to keep up with those affiliates because. They're always still going to be that you know affiliate of the Angels in a sense, you know, in the back of my mind. So, but uh, yeah, as far as that goes, not not too sure. But I mean, where do you want to begin? There's there's a couple different perspectives that you can look at this from the fans, the players, MLB, you know, the owners. There's there's quite a diff- few different perspectives, and I mean, I don't know where to start. I mean, we could probably start with the fans because you know we've been we've been fans of teams. I mean, Inland Empire out here for me and the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes, Lake Elsinore Storm, relatively close to where I live. I mean, of course, I'm 10 minutes away from Angel Stadium. But those minor league teams have, you know, they've been there for us, and they're still going to be there for us, fortunately. And, you know, I don't have the, you know, I, I, I they minor leagues aren't leaving California, unfortunately. So I don't have that perspective. So I think the more of the fan perspective can go on to your side of things because I, I just don't think I have that knowledge. I know it I, and it sucks. It it does from that fan perspective. And you know, it's it's gonna be tough for those small those small cities that, you know, that's what they look forward to. And even with the collegiate league too, like you look at um blanking on the on the league out in the Cape Cod, Cape Cod League. Wow, can't believe I was blanking on that. That's that is what happens up there. That is that is 
summer for a lot of people up there. That's what they do. You know, all, people pack the stands there to go see the Cape Cod League. And, I mean, that didn't happen last year because of everything that happened. But, yeah, you know, imagine taking the Cape Cod League away from Cape Cod and I don't know what that brings for them. You know, and that that's going to be a lot of what happens to a lot of these cities that had these teams that are turning into summer ball teams for colleges or independent leagues. And, and I hope they continue to do well. I, I really do because those cities need teams like this. They need that. They need that. So, I mean, I, whatever, you know, I would love to hear your perspective on this as a fan. I mean, I think it's twofold of an issue here. I, I think that there will be a price paid by these small towns in that you will no longer have an affiliation with a club. So, for example, Orem, the Owls. Okay, Orem's done. Orem is done. They're no longer even going to play in Orem. They are moving to Northern Colorado, and they're not even playing this season. They're, they're starting in 2022. Okay, um, and they are part of the Pioneer League. They 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 will fans who go watch games there will be fans of the game, but they will have no connection to a major league team. Now, a lot of times, that's a big attraction. The Mahoney Valley Scrappers, where I'm at, they were a longtime affiliate of the Indians. We saw all their stars come through there at one point or another, including CC Sabathia, Shane Bieber. Um, these guys all played at Mahoney Valley, and the Indians were, what, 90 minutes away. So there was an attachment now. So both in the Owls case, moving to Windsor, Colorado, become the Northern Colorado Owls. For the Scrappers, they're staying put, but they... In each case, you don't have a major league, team, major league baseball team to identify with. That's a draw for you. That's a major draw. And you're losing that. So the messaging will have to change, or these teams are going to be in trouble. You know, that's a huge draw. For the scrappers going to the MLB draft league, the messaging is going to have to change to. These are your future stars are going to be drafted this year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. For the Owls, you know, that's going to, they're, they're going to define their, their mode too. And I mean, that's the biggest part. The messaging has to change. What reason do fans have to go watch these teams play when they're, they're not attached to anything? The, the young stars, the, the possibility of seeing future, future major league players in their early years, developing into stars, that's a big part of minor league baseball. And it's affordable. Now you just get the affordable, and you don't know what you're, what else you're getting. The messaging is going to have to change now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, and it's it, it's tough. I mean, there's a reason why I, I love minor leagues, and I do minor leagues over major league stuff. It's not because that I can't get to the major leagues. It's because of what you just said. It's the development. It's the young stars. It's the Francisco Lindor, CC Sabathia, Shane Bieber's, Mike Trout's, 
Joe Adele's, Brandon Marsh's that we've seen coming up before, and it's that's a story to tell. How many times do you tell somebody when you're watching, you know, the Angels play the Indians or the Angels play the Yankees, like, hey, I saw him when he was mm-hmm. 18, 19, 20 years old. I saw him when he was when he wasn't even this, when he wasn't even this guy. And and there's this, there's also that connection that you make with the players down there. There are so many times where fans, you know, the fan interaction with the players. There's so many times when I see that in at minor league games and you know players start to know the fans it's 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 really interesting like there's not too many people that go to 66ers games or lake elsinore games or even rancho cucamonga games and if you're a regular there you know players more than likely start knowing who you are it's kind of it's really interesting it's like it's like summer it's like summer college baseball for for a lot of us you know the fans start the fans start knowing the players and it's it's cool to see that it is but I mean, back onto the development and everything like that. I, I think you know you, you have to start looking at, at a business perspective, and you and I both understand this because we we bring this up a lot on this show. We understand the business side of things, and I really hope this is the first step into a good business attempt for Major League Baseball. I hope that I hope that owners and Major League Baseball starts investing into. The minor leagues a lot more i think that's the next big step like start investing i know for you and i and everybody that listens to the show five to ten million dollars is a lot of money but when you talk about major league baseball and the amount of money they make and Artie moreno and how much he makes and owners not just Artie, but owners in general they are making millions and millions and even dare i say billions of dollars invest a little bit of money into the minor leagues and see what you can make out of it. Invest five to ten million dollars a year into your minor league system, which is already a whole, that's that is times one hundred times. I don't even know. I, it is so much more than you're already investing. Invest into your youth. Invest into your invest into your prospects. See what you can make. I promise you, those international signings are going to come a lot more <laughs> if you can show that you have invested into your young players and that you can start developing them even better, give them better food, give them better housing, give them a place to stay, give them, you know, a good facility to work out at, give them the nece- give them the necessary resources that they need to become the best players. Don't make them work part-time, full-time jobs during the winter time because they can't pay the money, or they can't they can't pay the bills anymore. Make give them that stuff so they can continue to work on their baseball skills during the off season and not have to go get another job. You know, I don't don't go invest, I, and that's the biggest. That is like the number one thing that you learn as a business person is invest into what you believe in. I mean, do teams not? You know, do teams not understand? I, I don't know. Do teams not understand that? Do teams not get that? I mean, you and I talk business about this, and we think Artie's a great businessman. We really do. He's done great things for the Angels on the business side of things. This is not one of them. I think you know you have to go start investing into your minor league systems. Make those four to six teams, the AZL, the the, the DSL, low A, double A, high A, triple A, make those the best organizations you can so that your mm-hmm. players are happy and can continue to grow. And I think that might actually be a, be a problem for the Angels. I, I have no idea, but I think it might be a problem for the Angels in the development side of things is, you know, we don't, why, why haven't the angels developed? This could be the answer right here. Start investing into your minor leaguers. 
right? I mean, I, I've been saying that for a while now. That's my biggest issue with even messing with the, with the Myers to begin with, is that this is the lifeblood of your organization. The idea that a major league baseball club is just who's up at the major league level, that's a mirage. Okay? If your minor league system is a mess, your major league system is going to be a mess. It may not be evident right away, but it, it will it'll catch up because it moves uphill. If you, like in the case of the Angels, in the process of trying to get themselves a World Series, they deplete that farm system. And it's been, what, six years? And we're about to talk about it, but like Keith Law over at The Athletic has the Angels at 23rd in farm systems right now. I mean, what the heck? What's going on? This takes time. We talked to um, the guy from the Tigers last year, for his name, um, Brown. He had mentioned a five-year plan for the Tigers to compete. Five year. He's thinking they won't compete until like 2023, 2024. And this is why I talked to him in 2019, actually, about it. So your farm system matters. And if you aren't invested both in making it a place where your players can develop, I'm talking about comfort, pay, um, ease of travel, giving them the ability to focus in on their trade, but also development what's your system like this i mean this is actually a great transition to the angels for the years now the question has been where's been the breakdown we're seeing the a's develop players left and right who are similar um and where they came from and the angels don't seem to do that now i think we may have seen a little bit of breakthrough with guys like jared walsh last year we'll find out i mean will he come back this year and be what he was last year we'll find out but, I, you know, there has been a disconnect with the Angels' farm system for a long time. This used to be the farm system in Major League Baseball. The Angels' farm system was once the cream of the crop. Look back. Heck, look even at how they used to draft. The 2009 draft for the Angels was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. Pardon me? Or, or arguably the best draft of all time. It may have been, yeah. And, my gosh, we'll, look what we're at now. So, oh, geez, they got to get this right. And I'm hoping that this streamlining helps them streamline as well. Geez, I can't, I can't even put into words how important it is. The Angels got to take this seriously from top to bottom. And I don't even know what they are. And that's not a criticism. I really honestly don't know what they are because we're not really hearing a whole lot about it right now. Maybe you have. Maybe you have, but I've heard maybe. ideas. I haven't heard solutions. <laughs> I mean, that's that, and that's okay. And, you know, so a lot of teams like to keep to themselves. You know, f- across all sports, the Patriots and the NFL, the Rams, even for that matter, like to keep things themselves until they, until they make a move. The Angels, we heard. You know, we didn't hear a whole lot about what was going on with the Angels last year until. The Jock Peterson trade fell apart, and all of a sudden we're getting a real view. The rumors became, well, this is a reality. Uh, geez, Artie's meddling a bit much. So, you know, I just look at this team and go, who are they? What's their identity? What is the the 
mission of the farm system in their eyes and how are they getting there. I'm hoping these this streamlining helps them reach that because you know we're going to go to it right now. The Angels prospect list, 23rd, according to Keith Law. I saw some other ones I have as low as, as 26th. You know, what do you think right now? It it depends on who you have in there. I mean, it starts at the top. I I, I continue to put Joe Adele on that list just because I X off last year in a sense, and I, I'm pretty sure was it Baseball America did the same thing. I think Baseball America did the same thing and kept Joe Adele in the top prospect list. So, I mean, if you put Adele in there, you automatically kick yourself into the top 20. So I, I, I get where I get where you're at, where a lot of people are at there. And again, it's it's we'll see some fruits of the labor this year for the Angels, whether Brandon Marsh, Chris Rodriguez. I don't think we see Detmers. I, I mean, actually, I hope we don't see Rodriguez or Detmers this year because if we <laughs> see Rodriguez or Detmers, that means that we've had either some injuries or the Angels have made some trades late in the season, and that means they're not in it. Or the staff is ineffective. Or yeah, or the staff hasn't just they they haven't done what they're supposed to be. So I, I hope we don't have to see Rodriguez or Detmers this year. I hope it's a twenty twenty one thing or twenty twenty two thing. My bad, I'm I'm a year off now, but oh, I hope it's I hope it's a twenty twenty two thing. We see those guys in the rotation, and it'll it'll be a lot more fun. But yeah, and, I mean, and the same goes for Adela Marsh. I hope we don't see Adela Marsh this year, unless unless we absolutely have to, and the Angels are in the mix at the end of the year, and they say, you know, Adele, Marsh, Rodriguez, and Detmers can help the Angels out right now. They can help in the bullpen. They can help hit some home runs. They can help play good defense. And, you know, I hope that's the case. But, I mean, if I think if we see four of those guys, that means we've had some injuries. I think that means the Angels have had, you know, a bad season, a bad start. So when it comes to the rankings, I, I'm i not totally clued in in all of minor league baseball. I focus more on the Angels, and I – I like what they have one one through ten. After that, it kind of gets a little spotty here and there. But you look at their top ten prospects, and I think it's it's a consensus around the board as I'm as I'm looking at it. You're going to have Adele Marsh, Rodriguez, Detmers, Adams, Paris, Jackson, Kachanowicz, Vera, and I have Rod- Ramirez. And I mean, sneak peek into my top thirty five right there. That's my top ten in that order, and you know that's that's a pretty pretty close consensus to everybody else they're going to have in some variation those 10 guys give or take a couple guys in that mix so it it, it's tough it is and I, i can see them being a top 15 top 20 farm system but i can also see where keith law puts them and other people put them in the latter 20 so just depends on who you talk to depends on the reports you get depends on who, like I said, who you're talking to at the end of the day. But if you slot them at, slotted them in it right at 20, I wouldn't disagree with you. I, I wouldn't. If you slotted them in at 25, I don't think I'd disagree with you either. And if you slotted them in at 15, I don't think I'd disagree with you. So in, in that in that range, you're you're pretty good. I, you know, I look at the guys they have that Keith Law has in, a, in the top 10 here. And, you know, they're, they're, I think I'm curious. I really am. I, Marsh, I think he's going to be a guy who who winds up being a star in major leagues. I think that's going to be a guy who's a, your future in the outfield. Detmers, I'm curious on his, his velocity. At 8 to 93, 
you know, we see some starters who can actually, as their body matures, get that velocity up some, which will help him. If not, uh, I'm just wondering what he'll be able to do against majorly hitting with with his um, his command's great. That's that's a plus. His curveball's great. So let's. I mean, I, I want to see a little more what he is capable of. Jeremiah Jackson is a guy we talked about a whole lot in 2019. And then we had the last season in 2020, Jordan Adams. These are names that we know. Kyron Paris, we've had him on the show. And then he got hurt his his, three, his third game in the minors. I, I'm looking to see what he does. He's ranked fifth right now in the system. He is 19 years old. Chris Rodriguez, he's a guy you've been talking about for years, Deshaun Knowles. Jack Kahanowitz, I mean, I have been excited about him for a while. But you go down this list more and more as names that aren't as familiar. The athletes. And who will develop, who won't develop. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what happens, but... This team moving back into the 20s for our farm system is also reminiscent of the fact that it wasn't that deep to begin with. And you had a bunch of AAA guys come up and are now part of the major league roster, and you have a bunch of young guys. The well's dry for a while, I think, Jared. You're not going to be able to pull a lot of guys out of the minors to help you immediately in the major league roster. I mean, the Angels are kind of stuck. There's depth in, at the lower part of the, of the system, I think the future's bright as they continue to supplement there. But looking at their triple-A, double-A, there's not a whole lot of help for them right now. Well, I mean, top four guys on my list could be 2020-2021 guys. I mean, Adele, Marsh, Rodriguez, and Detmers all could, all probably will start at the major league level in some capacity. And then you'll get twenty uh, ETA 2022 guys that I have in the top 10 at least. Jordan Adams, Jeremiah Jackson, that's the year after. I think that they can contribute, can play at some some level. And then the next, you know, 2023 for me, and then actually another 2022 guy that is, you know, really underrated that I've seen a whole bunch and he's getting raves. I have him, sneak peek, number 12, Orlando Martinez, possibly a 2022 guy at fifth fourth or fifth outfielder, honestly, but again, could contribute at the major league level. And you look going forward, 2023 guys, William Holmes, what does he do? Is he a pitcher? Is he a hitter? That's a fun name to talk about. Kachanowicz, you just talked about. I am hearing great things about him down in the minors at the moment. I'm so excited to see what he can do and see where the velocity is there. Kyron Paris is another 2022 guy. He looks amazing in taking BP. I've seen some video on him. He looks unbelievable. He looks fit. He looks strong. He looks honestly. He looks like Addison Russell. I, I mentioned that to, to somebody, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, I, I kind of see that." I don't know if he's going to ever play like Addison Russell, but he he looks like Addison Russell right now, which is a which is a huge thing. So there there are guys that are close, and and I talked about this. I don't think I talked about it on the on the show, but I talked about this with with people off the record. And the Angels AAA rotation could be full of top thirty prospects. I don't think a lot of people are understanding that. It, it, it could, and there's a good chance that Patrick Sandoval starts in the minors in AAA. Denny Brady, who's going to be a top 30 guy. Uh, Oliver Ortega is going to be in the bullpen, who's a top 30 guy. 
And it, I mean, it, it really could be Reed Detmers could, in some capacity, be in AAA. I think that he starts lower than that, and I hope that actually it's it's tough for pitchers to be in AAA. It really is, but yeah, there is AAA's could be that rotation could be full of actually the whole you know staff could be full of top thirty guys. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the minor leagues this year. I, that's the one thing that I really miss. Like, I mean, I love watching Major League Baseball and everything, but watching minor leagues, I really miss that because I. I I miss seeing the development of these guys. So, yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely pieces close. There's pieces around. Like, another guy I didn't even mention, Packy Naughton, could start the season in AAA, maybe AA. But he could start the season in AAA. Hector Yawn, I think, is going to be a reliever. He could start the season in AAA and play an impact in the Angels' bullpen to some capacity this year. You know, I mean, there's there's there are guys that are around that a lot of people – probably don't know about jose alberto rivera has to be on that on the active or on the roster on the 40-man roster or else he gets sent back to houston rule five draft he's a top 30 guy that could play a factor in the angels bullpen this year to some degree i don't know what so i mean there are guys aaron hernandez is at the bottom of my list that could be in double a triple a so i i'm not saying there's nobody there what i'm saying is in terms of impact guys that can come in right away, you know. I, I'm, what I mean, like that's a Joe Adele, a Brandon Marsh kind of guy. Yeah. The, those guys graduated in 2019. Joe Adele, I believe, I still see him as one of those. Depends depends on the out on the uh, on the the folks who are doing the rankings. Keith Laws and having the rankings. I just there's not a whole lot there that I'm like okay you know what future star but then again you know what <laughs> Brandon Walsh man <laughs> Brandon Walsh was a legit star last year in, sh- in a short season so you can be surprised I just see I I know what you're saying I'm just saying I see more of the potential right now in the lower levels oh no def- there there definitely is there's there's more upside in the lower lower levels but. Don't you know? Don't bat an eye on what the Angels could have in Double A AA and Triple A that could play a factor this year, to some some degree. There are a lot of pitchers, and I mean, going back to you know the business aspect of it and and putting things in, putting your money into it. The Angels hired a lot of driveline guys, uh, I, I believe in 2017, 2018, and that I think we're starting to see some of the fruits of that labor when we when we mention the pitching. I know that. The, the big thing was the Angels can't produce pitching. The Angels have no pitching. The Angels have no pitching. And you look at a lot of the relievers and even, you know, some of the starters they brought up. Yes, they haven't produced. Jose Suarez type of guys. Patrick Sandoval. But they've, they're major leaguers. I mean, you can't say that the Angels aren't producing pitching because they're they're coming up and being major leaguers. Are they been put in the right spot? No, and you know you, we can argue about this all day, but again, the Angels are producing major league pitchers. So I mean, again, have they been good? That's up for debate. I, I, I can, I can, I can see that. But I mean, what, what do you really expect when you're put in tough situations? I mean, even Griffin Canning was put in a very tough situation at the at at the major league level. I think. Well, Canning was put in an impossible situation. He was not ready in my view, to come up. He performed admirably when he did come up, and he never really had like that full time in the minors. Now, it's too late. He's, he's, he is where he is now. So, I agree. I mean, even guys like Suarez down there, I mean, they never really had... They Suarez was rushed up way too early. 
way too early. So, I mean, that's a fault of the Major League roster and Major League management forcing the 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 farm system to produce before it was ready. And, you know, we can't forget that. There's still a disconnect, though. And I'm hoping it's changing. I, You know, I'm hoping that the right guys are coming in the system now to produce, to develop. And I guess we'll find out, too. I mean, I can't wait for the July draft. I want to see what this new, this new management team does, what their strategy is for the future. How much will it differ from Billy Epler? That's what I want to see. Well, I mean, we, we want to get into the draft real quick because, I mean, you look at the Angels need an outfielder. Like, they don't have that one dude. It wouldn't surprise me if they went and took an outfielder as much as they need pitching. And a catcher. Say. They need a catcher. I mean, though I'm not huge on drafting catchers that early unless you know he's like – unless it's Ad- Adley Rushman or unless you know he's going to be a dude. I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I We can go into that all day. But I think that it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Angels drafted a, I mean, we talk about this every year, an athletic outfielder that can play all three outfield positions, that there's upside for the hit tool, there's upside for the defensive tool. You know, I mean, it just, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if that's the direction they went. And, you know, I haven't done too much research into Perry Manassian drafts because, I mean, he was a little bit a part of drafts. So you can go back and look at what he did in Toronto, what he did in Atlanta, and I mean, just off the top of my head, Atlanta drafted a catcher two years ago, or yeah, two years ago, one of the best catchers in probably a top ten catcher in minor leagues, Shane Langley Ears. And you know, so I, I I don't know which direction they'll go, and I guess we'll kind of find out. But if it was me, I would look at get drafting an athletic outfielder here pretty soon because there's not a lot of those that the Angels have down in the lower levels. They're going to have to figure that out because. I mean, Adele and Marsh, yes, they're there, and you have Adams, but after that, it, it drops off when it comes to outfielders. So, we'll see. I mean, that's that's a long ways away, and a lot of stuff changes from now and then, so. I mean, I'm, I'm we've heard good things about Manassian when he did in Atlanta, and then there's a good record there. So, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking good things. I'm just waiting to see how this flows. Aces win team. Miners, even man, even how things are going to shake out a pitching coach. There's a lot of questions about this Angels team right now, and that's why I can't buy into the idea that they're a playoff contender. I just want to come into spring and not have any question marks for once. Yeah. That's, Good luck that's, with that. <laughs> I, know, I, I know a lot of teams come into spring with question marks, but it feels like the Angels have always the biggest question marks, like, what is like if it wasn't Mike Trout, you know, a couple years ago, like oh, the Angels going to trade Trout or the Angels going to sign Trout, blah 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 blah. It's now, you know, what is Otani? Is Otani healthy? Is Otani this? Otani that? What are they going to do with Upton? You know, is the pitching staff going to be there? Mickey Callaway, Matt Wise. You know, I mean, it's. I feel like the storylines are, and it could be because the Angels have who they have: Trout, uh, um, Adele, Rendon, Otani, those type of guys. And the spotlight is on them, and you know other other teams have these issues. But I feel like it's always just so magnet, you know, magnified with the Angels that there are issues out there. So I'm sticking with. I think they still need another reliever or two. Well, I mean, there's definitely need there. 
And, you know, what's crazy is with the lineup the Angels have, if they are operating on all cylinders, which we haven't seen yet, by the way, and just decent pitching, they have the potential to be a 95-win team. But it could also be like, you know, like a couple years ago and then last year where the wheels fall off and all of a sudden you're a 70-win team. With other teams in the division, you kind of know what they're what they're going to be somewhere within a 10-win range. The Angels could be, I think their range is like 20 wins because of the question marks, the high, low, the floor, ceiling. And I would like a little bit more, I'd like to go into the season feel a little bit better about that, quite frankly. But that's not going to happen this year. Hopefully next year. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed is right. Except for we have the CBA, and when I I don't want to get into that right now. I just want baseball. <laughs> they better figure it out. They 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 bought so much last year with the COVID stuff. Man, they they better just they better figure it out. All right, folks, it's time for us to go. Time for us to get out of here. You can find us on Twitter at Talking Halos. You can find Jared Jared underscore Tim's me at DC Apollo. Find us on Facebook at the Facebook group. It's the Talking Halos group, and also the Talking Halos page. Always be sure to subscribe. We appreciate it. And until next time, let's have a great one. We're out of here.